Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of Narcissist Apocalypse Q&A, we discuss invalidation abuse cycles and how validation can help you recognize and heal abuse. Welcome to Narcissist Apocalypse Q&A, everyone. I am Brandon Chadwick, and today we are going to be discussing invalidation abuse cycles and how validation can help you recognize and heal abuse. But before we get to that, if you want to be a guest on our Survivor Story episodes, please do go to our website at NarcissistApocalypse.com. At top of the page, there's a button that says Guest Form. When you click on that button, it takes you to our Guest Form page, and there you can read all of our instructions. And either send us an email at NarcissistApocalypse at gmail.com or fill out our Guest Form and press the Submit button. And please do send it in the format that we ask for. And today's episode is going to be... A, a lot about validation and how it can help you recognize and heal abuse. But this episode, the idea of me wanting to do this one specifically came from talking with someone the other day who will eventually be on the show and telling their survivor story. And it had to do with wanting the validation from your abuser whether it be from a relationship or a family member, a parent, and that unhealthy cycle that they were going in as their life continued to go further and further, they got older and older, but that validation need from their parent was always there, and it kept them in the abuse. And we'll eventually get to that, but before we get to all that, let's just talk about what validation is first in a quick blurb and then we'll get into what emotional invalidation is and then we'll get into the rest of the show so validation is the recognition and acceptance of another person's thoughts feelings sensations and behaviors as being understandable and emotional invalidation which is a form of emotional abuse. Emotional validation is painful. Sometimes it's unintentional, but it's a sign of emotional abuse when done repeatedly and intentionally. Having your feelings diminished, ignored, 
or rejected is a very painful experience for everyone, but even more so when it is coming from uh, abuse, when it's coming from a partner, when it is coming from your parents or a really, really, really good friend, but they happen to be maybe a toxic friend. So when it comes to emotional abuse and invalidation, you know, in this form, it can take the form of manipulation and an attempt to make you question your feelings and experiences, you know, a pattern of invalidation. It can be a form of gaslighting. It's a denial of you or your experience. You know, it implies that you're wrong. People might say you're overreacting or lying, and abusers do this to turn things around and and blame the victim and to deny or minimize their abusive words or actions. And the most common forms of invalidation include blaming, judging, denying, and, and minimizing your feelings and experiences. You know, and with invalidation, it's not just disagreeing. Invalidation in in this emotional abuse form is like saying, I don't care about your feelings. Your feelings don't matter. Your feelings are wrong. And then there's this combination of breaking you down through invalidation or neglect, you know, which contributes to the invalidation of who you are as a person, Creating self-esteem issues, identity issues, body image issues. So as the abuser invalidates you in so many ways, you know, many abuse victims, survivors will seek validation from the abuser. As the abuser has created a situation where they are the truth teller in your world or they might be the smart one who's always right. You have them on a pedestal in some sort of way. They've put themselves there. They've manipulated the situation so they are there and you are below. And all of these compounding invalidations, whether it comes to your feelings, the cycle, the, the physical experiences too, They contribute to many victims, survivors, seeking validation from the abusers themselves, wanting them to say that you might be good enough, so you feel good enough, appreciating that you are smart. You want them to appreciate that you're smart because they've invalidated that you aren't smart in so many cases. So if an abuser comes to you saying, hey, I need you to help solve this problem, For many, that will feel like elation, you know, you're going to help this person solve the problem. They're validating that you're a smart person after invalid, they're validating that you're a smart person after possibly invalidating that you're not smart for so long. You're getting this bread crumb and it's this invalidation cycle that's created. It's this intermittent reinforcement that's happening in this way. And it's like they can give you this candy and then take it away. And it's a big cycle on its own. A lot of the time what's going on is that abuse victims become psychologically dependent on the abuser. 
And with this, this is what got me to kind of think about this episode a little bit more because, you know, I called it at the beginning invalidation abuse cycles. It's, it's a cycle in, in a certain way where if you're dealing with an abuser or as I spoke to the other day, like an abusive family member specifically, and this can be done with relationships as well, you've become dependent on the abuser in so many different ways. And if they've taken, you know, done a really good job of destroying your identity, who you are, your self-worth, it's in their hands. You know, once self-worth is in their hands, you know, once your competency is in their hands, once, you know, the idea that you're only good enough if they approve it is in their hands, this can become a cycle for so many different people. It's a validation, invalidation cycle. You're, you're trying to get validation from the one person that's not going to give it to you. And if they do, it could be very, very brief, but then it can be taken away. And look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When it comes to the person that I talked to the other day who was 60 years old at this point, told me about their whole entire life, and I was listening to their story, and you know, a thing just kept coming up, which was they always, no matter what, wanted the validation of their mom. And for her, validation was being called upon to help in a situation. So in this instance, you know, her mom could neglect her in every single way. For let's say 364 days of the year, neglect could happen. But then on one day, out of nowhere, she gets a phone call. I need your help. I need you to be here right now. Like, I need you to be here for me. And instead of thinking, oh, there's 364 days of the year that you didn't pay attention to me. You didn't meet any of my needs at all. Because of their relationship of the psychological dependence as far as the need to be approved by your parent, the need to have that, you know, be good enough, her currency in, in her family was being the person that would come and fix problems. So to feel like you're good enough, 
and how she needed to feel good enough, she would run to help fix this problem. And for that fleeting moment, the validation was there that she was needed, she was good enough, but very quickly after, very quickly after, as soon as she wanted to give input on how to deal with this situation, she was then rejected for having these specific beliefs. And then the mom said, I'm going to take care of this myself. You don't know what you're talking about. And then boom, the cycle would end. Then there would be, again, a neglect for so long. And then boom, as soon as the mom needed her, back. And it just repeats and repeats and repeats. And it's this validation, invalidation cycle that you're going through. And I gave the example there of, you know, a parent and a child, but this happens in relationships as well. When someone holds that validation in their hand of you being good enough or you being smart enough, wanting their approval. And you may always try to get that approval to get that, you know, into that grace to have them feel like you're worth something. And in that, again, that could be very fleeting and it could be a moving goalpost as well where you hit this thing and then it disappears. And it's just these little breadcrumbs that kind of keep you around in this validation and, and invalidation cycle. And I just really wanted to point that out to people if you're living in that world right now or did live in that world, it's a real cycle to recognize And it's an interesting cycle to really analyze how you are doing things and why you might do things. Do you go to help to help or are you going to help because you want to be, you know, really accepted by this person for the umpteenth time just to get that little breadcrumb for that one second only for it to be taken away. But that feeling feels so good when you get that feeling, which keeps you coming back again for more because it's that feeling is there. You remember that in your body. This type of stuff, a lot of people won't understand it, but you know, it's really unhealthy. And it's like you keep on stepping on the same rake and you're repeatedly getting hit in the head and and hurting yourself. And then there's disappointment that continues until one day you accept that, you know, this is what is going on and you need to be completely independent of the person that is abusing you and keeping you in this cycle. And this is what they call like the essence of repetition compulsion in this type of of situation. And you're trying to seek compassion and support from the wrong people and it's it's futile and it's it's self-destructive. So now let's get back to validation and why is validation so important. And validation is so important to an abuse victim's healing process because it's important to understand more about what a victim experiences internally 
in response to the abuse. You know, within the abusive relationship, a victim's emotions have been regularly dismissed and invalidated by their abuser. They've gone through frequent systematic use of tactics like gaslighting, lying, dismissing, minimizing. You know, there could be power plays going on and an abuser wreaks havoc on a victim's sense of self-worth, identity, dignity. You know, victims learn to carry significant self-doubt and confusion and they often question their own reality their sanity, and in many instances, they've consistently been denied the freedom to use their voice. And validation is an essential first step toward toward healing all of that harm, you know, to help build and, and strengthen, you know, a self-identity and really help the abuse victim get their voice back in a lot of ways that their voice matters and it is heard to you know tell people about these situations and to be validated that they are real and so many abuse victims are going through so much doubt and so much gaslighting about what they are seeing is real or not real and having someone listen to not just your experience to val- validate that it's real, but your emotions and feelings around that as being valid as well. You know, you've been minimized and now someone is validating that you were minimized and that your feelings are valid. Those things are important to help you get a better sense of who you are, to give you strength again, to start really building you back up to the person that's been taken away from everyone. You know, the, the abuser has taken you away from yourself. So square one to me is just validation of everything that's going on because that is what's going to, in my mind, start to make you stronger. That what you've gone through is real and it's validated by someone Else, And that's not just the actions of the other person, but it's also the feelings that you're having as well. And I know I've just mentioned some points on validation and how they can heal, but now I'll just go through a bunch of points, some that you may have heard already, just rehashing a little bit, and some that I haven't mentioned. I just want to point out how these different types of validation or Parts of the validation process, you know, specifically how each one of these things can uh, help you heal and why they do help heal in the process of it all. So while you're going through it and in the aftermath, you know, part of this healing process is an affirmation of your reality is one point. You know, survivors of abuse may have experienced gaslighting where your reality is distorted or denied. The validation affirms the survivor's reality. It acknowledges the pain and trauma they've endured. This acknowledgement can be a powerful step towards rebuilding a sense of self and trust in one's own perceptions. 
emotional validation. You know, abuse often leaves survivors with intense and complex emotions. Validation here involves recognizing and accepting these emotions as valid and understandable reactions to the trauma. And emotional validation helps survivors feel heard and validated in their experiences. And this fosters a lot of emotional healing. And validation can help in restoring self-esteem. Abuse can really impact someone's self-esteem and self-worth. And validation involves recognizing the survivor's strengths and affirming these positive aspects to help, you know, rebuild a sense of self and enhance self-esteem. And with validation, you're providing a safe space. And when you have this safe and supportive environment for survivor of abuse to express their thoughts and feelings without fear of judgment, you know, that safe space encourages survivors to open up about their experiences and can help them with building trust and the allowing for more emotional expression and more processing of what has actually gone on. And when an abuse survivor, abuse victim gets validation from others, you know, receiving validation from other people, friends, families, family members, therapists, you know, reinforces to the survivor, you know, a sense of worth and really helps counteract negative messages that they might have been getting from the abusive relationship or the family. So some people say, hey, my family now is my friends. And if you can get a lot of friends or people in a support group that you're getting this validation from, it really helps with their survivor's sense of worth. It, you know, positive relationships built on validation really can contribute on a healing journey. And validation can help empower a survivor. And validation empowers survivors by giving them agency and control over their narrative. And when others validate their experience, you know, survivors are more likely to regain a sense of control over their lives and their, and their choices, you know, just really contributes to a really strong sense of empowerment. And validation also encourages help. So when you're validating a survivor's experience, you know, that can encourage them to seek professional help therapy, counseling, support groups, you know, knowing that their feelings and experiences are recognized and taken seriously, that could reduce the barriers to seeking support. And then validation can really help break a cycle of abuse just by really affirming that a abuse survivor or victim deserves safety. They deserve respect. They deserve well-being. You know, recognizing this can help motivate abuse victims, survivors to start setting boundaries, seek help, and to start to distance themselves or figure out, I need to maneuver my way out of this relationship, out of this harmful relationship, whether it be with a family member, whether it be in a relationship. This helps create aha moments in a lot of way, you know, you're affirming 
what is going on in this relationship and their feelings. And it can help give them like a clarity and this recognition can really help motivate change. And I think when it comes to this podcast, as I said, validation is a big thing, but creating movement, no matter what kind of movement that is, is always going to be a positive, you know, that movement might not be physical yet. It just might start get you thinking that thinking starts to create more movement. You know, it's a, a first step in a lot of cases. And our podcast tries to meet people where they are at. And it can do that for many different people in, in, in abuse, whether they're still in the relationship or they're out of the relationship. You know, our show tries to give validation and recognition to help create this movement in whatever you're doing, you know, trying to make you think not just about the abuse, but who you are, your identity, you know, creating a new one. If it's been taken away, you might get one for your first time. If you've been with your family of origin for so long and you've never known who you were. So creating movement in so many different ways. And and I believe that validation is the first step in doing so. And when I think of the show and our survivor stories, we're not really having a conversation with you. We're not listening to you. In a way we are, but the stories that we tell on our show are essentially mirroring back what might be going on in in your life. And that is our form of validation and what I feel the show is. The first thing about the show to me is that it is validating someone else's experiences, but it's doing it in a reverse role. Well, you're not telling us how you're feeling. The survivors on our show are doing their best to communicate the situations they've been in how they feel about those situations and giving language and depth a lot of the time to those feelings, maybe in a way that you haven't been able to put your finger on before or to even go to the depth of what those feelings are because sometimes it's scary and sometimes Things, because of trauma, are so hard to figure out and things are jumbled. To hear someone else say these things is validating. And giving you language around that is validating. Because now you can take that language that you might not have had before and you might be able to go talk to someone that you were too scared to before to discuss your feelings of what is going on in your situation with abuse in a way you weren't able able to do before. Part of the show, we are able to really break abuse down in a simpler way to help you translate that to people as well, as simple as possible. And I think that's a big thing about this show is we help, you with a language to get the validation possibly you need, not just for yourself by listening, but then translating it to someone else 
in your life of, of how you're feeling and getting that validation that you need. So this was our episode about validation and abuse validation invalidation cycles that you might find yourself in and if you start to recognize yourself in you know those cycles hopefully you kind of like take note of it and notice that you're going through those cycles and the stimuli that's being given to you and how you're reacting to it and what you might be getting out of it and how long that lasts maybe keep a journal about that and hopefully you found that very helpful and then hopefully you just found this whole part about validation helpful as well and how it is needed and why it is needed and maybe if you're not in a support group you know we have a support group if you want to join one to get the validation that you might need that's on top of this show you know listening to other people who are going through the same thing and are willing to listen and listen really well and and have and give you the words that you really need to hear to validate your experience, who really get you, you know, joining a support group is a great thing for that. So if you want to join a support group, we have one here at Narcissist Apocalypse, and that is at NarcissistApocalypse.com. And just go to the top of the page, you click on that support group button, it takes you to our support group. And there you'll see that we have our very own safe social network. Inside we have forum boards, we have on there. Uh, Zoom meetings every Wednesday night, Thursday afternoons, and Saturday nights. You'll meet a lot of great people on there, and that's at NarcissistApocalypse.com. So if you need help and support with that to get validation that you need, that's there. And also, everyone, if you want to be a guest on our show to help validate other people and and contribute in that way, you can also go to NarcissistApocalypse.com. Go to the top of the page and press on the Guest Form button, and there you will see that we have a guest form page and you can fill out our guest form page, read all the instructions first, or send us an email at NarcissistApocalypse at gmail.com or, or press the guest form submit button as well. And that's how you can apply to be on the show. And if you need even more support, you can go to our friends at DomesticShelters.org and at DomesticShelters.org, they have articles and resources to help you make sense of what you're dealing with. But they also have every phone number, email address, and web address address for shelters and agencies, no matter how big or small the town you're in, DomesticShelters.org has it there. And we also have a great support network uh, here in Canada called sheltermovers.com and they help you get out of a course of control and domestic violence. They you know, get you out of your home. They put all of your stuff into storage and they can do this for your pets and livestock as well. It is a uh, donor-supported charitable organization and if you need help from them to get out to do that type of move for you or if you just want to donate to them and help them out as well by donating to them, you know, go to sheltermovers.com if you need that help today or just want to support them. And that is it for today's show, everyone. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you found it very useful. And I hope you have a good night.